All right, we're back. Episode 5 of the Dazzleman's Fantasy Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Connell, the Dazzleman. Here in the week, March 15. Today is March actually 16, but the, we're here for the week of March 15, 2021. I'm recording the podcast after a couple weeks off. With the All-Star break and um, only one matchup between the teams here these past couple weeks, I thought I'd just take a week off and try to figure some more things out here with this podcasting stuff and we're here we're ready to go there's snow on the ground hopefully it's melting um and it's also ncaa tournament time so a big week ahead a lot of news nfl free agency um a lot of basketball and of course in two weeks time too i've been watching a lot of stuff so i've got a lot to report on that as well so let's get into it here with the news of the week As we get going with the news of the week here, a lot to get to. Uh, let's start with SFC. Uh, the Sioux Falls Christian boys start their march for a state championship on Thursday afternoon. I think it's 2.30 p.m. against St. Thomas More. So good luck to the SFC boys. Good luck to Derek. Good luck to Wass. Um, you know, they've they've got quite a bit to overcome with, you know, losing Noah a week or two ago. I don't know if we've talked since, since that happened, but... Um, that's a big loss for the boys, but hopefully they can overcome it, play some good ball. Um, St. Thomas Moore will be a tough first-round matchup. And then if they win that, it looks like they'll be playing Vermilion on Friday. So uh, not the easiest of roads ahead for the boys, but it'll be fun to watch and see if they can do it this weekend. So Also, the Sioux Falls Christian girls finished their season on Saturday. Uh, they finished with a fifth place. Um, they lost their first game to the eventual champion, Aberdeen Roncalli. Um, kind of a surprise there. Ron Colley not only beat us, you know, which maybe wasn't a surprise, but um, to go on and beat St. Thomas Moore, I think, who was a prohibitive favorite, and then to beat Hamlin in the final, um, they looked pretty good. And now they moved down a class. They moved down to B, and I think they return most of their girls back next year. So um, they'll be a tough team to beat. But the, the Sioux Falls Christian girls finished fifth. Uh, they won their last couple games, which was good in the consolation bracket. Ended up with a win against Dakota Valley on Saturday. Um, so a good season for the girls and a lot to be proud of. Uh, my alma mater, Northwestern, ended kind of disappointedly this weekend. Uh, the girls lost on Saturday to, I think, Clark. And the boys lost on Saturday night as well to Bethel in, in kind of a probably a mini upset. But to be honest with you, the boys kind of just ran out of gas. Um, losing Keegan and losing Hillbrands at the end of the year, um, their depth just wasn't there. And they, from what I was told on Saturday, they just ran out of steam and didn't have the horses to do it. So their season's end. Um, college basketball, though, the NCAA tournament starts this weekend. How can you not get excited when you start hearing this music? All right. The tournament starts on Friday, 
Um, actually, it starts on Thursday with the play-in games. Uh, big news, though, Iowa was the two-seed. Well, big news to those on the on the on who listen to the podcast anyway. I was the two-seed. But they were stuck in Gonzaga's bracket, which is probably one of two scenarios I didn't want to see. Um, I didn't want to see them in Gonzaga's bracket or Illinois' bracket for really any legitimate shot at making the, the Final Four. But, um, you know, they've got... <laughs> They've got a tough road just to get to Gonzaga, um, trying to get through Oregon and Kansas possibly, or USC even. Um, you know, and and in, in hindsight, you know, as much as I wanted them in, like, let's say a Baylor's bracket or a Michigan's bracket or or something like that, you know, they, they kind of got put where they belong. You know, they're a good team. I don't know if they're a great team. Um, I'll be interested to see if they can get hot here during the tournament, see what Garza can do. Um, see if their outside shooting can can heat up a little bit. See if Wisecamp and Frederick can stay healthy. Um, you know they've 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 got a good team. They can make a run, I think, but it's going to be a tough road, and it's going to be a, definitely a tough road to get to the Final Four. I've I've got to think Gonzaga's the prohibitive favorite in this one. Although you know every time I watch Illinois play here lately, they they are just tearing things apart and they're they're really good um even with that said ohio state got him in overtime so i mean there's maybe maybe i'm selling iowa too short maybe if they can get hot they can do it but uh right now my money's on gonzaga versus illinois in the final the final two i'm sure that'll be busted about after day one or day two um so yeah it should be a good tournament it's fun to have college basketball back uh and it'll be fun to start watching that this weekend so ncaa tournament and then we got major league baseball kind of in the middle of spring training um you know my my attention goes to the twins usually when it comes to spring training i usually don't pay any attention to spring training at all but if i do it's to the twins and it's tough to kind of get a handle on how they're going to be a little bit this year they they don't seem to be scoring a ton of runs um they seem to be pitching okay though, so I don't I don't know what that means in spring training. I don't know if it takes a little while longer for the bats to catch up, but uh, hopefully the weather will get nice and I'll get more in the baseball mood a little bit. Um, Timberwolves, man, they still stink. Although Anthony Edwards has been fun to watch, he seems to be figuring some things out. Carl Anthony Towns is uh, kind of meh. You know they. It'd be really fun to see how those guys are with D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley and Edwards and Towns all playing at the same time. But I don't know if we'll ever see that. Um, so the Timberwolves are kind of, I don't know, just just kind of a dud to me. The Wild have been playing well. I, nobody follows hockey, I'm sure, on this podcast. Um, but the Wild have probably the rookie of the year in Kirill Kiprasov. He is fun to watch. Um, he's a great player, and he's really brought a lot of excitement to the Wild. And, of course, what everybody probably wants to maybe talk about or listen about is uh, NFL free agency. A lot of, lot of signings here these last, day or t- these last couple days as free agencies opened up. Of course, the Vikings haven't signed really anybody. Um, they signed some defensive tackle, Davin Tomlinson or something like that, last night. Um, he fills a need, but not quite the splash I was probably hoping for. I was probably hoping for a Carl Lawson who signed with the Jets or a Trey Hendrickson who signed with the Bengals. Um, You know, a Shaq Griffin who signed with the Jaguars, a Joe Thune 
who signed with the Chiefs. Um, but man, it seems like right now the Patriots are just signing everybody. Um, Bilicek seems to be pretty, pretty motivated after watching Brady win a Super Bowl without him. He seems to like he seems to have a lot to prove. Um, the Patriots have signed I, I bet almost a dozen guys at this point: Hunter Henry, Johnu Smith, Kendrick Bourne, um, Judon. Um, a couple other, another receiver. I can't remember who it was. You know, some linemen. It, they're just, they're going crazy in free agency right now, which is not usually the Patriots that I'm used to seeing. Um, but like I said, I think Belichick's got a lot to prove. So, you know, an exciting time in the NFL with with free agency right now and the NFL draft coming up in a month. Um, so I will be getting some more NFL fantasy stuff into this podcast as we get closer. Um, you know, with, with the two week layoff here with this, with the NBA all-star break, I've got a lot to get through today. So this podcast is going to be long enough already. Um, so I'll kind of save some of that NFL stuff, the NFL fantasy stuff for another time. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a fun time of year. You know, you, you got your college basketball, you got the high school basketball finishing up. You got, um, spring training baseball, you got hockey, you got everything going on right now. After we're trying to get through winter, trying to get things started up again in the spring, and so it's, it's a fun time of year as we get going with uh, with a lot of different sports and a lot of different things. So, but here we're on. This is an NBA. Well, I guess we're it's a fantasy podcast, most specifically an NBA fantasy podcast. So let's get going into the NBA fantasy news here over the past couple weeks. Alright. Week of March 1 through the 14th. Um, fantasy basketball couple blots and one close matchup um, we'll get into the blots first Burt's bunch beating up on the little Giants seven to two in matchup uh that matchup of March 1 through the 14th and, and defensive lockdown Lukey beat team no defense seven to two as well and I got by the Dazzle man got by the love Covenant five to four so starting off with uh, Burt's bunch at the little Giants And as we get into it here, hold on. Another tough week for the Little Giants as they still try to figure out, well, you know, part of it is players and part of it is who they're matched up against. And they had another tough matchup against Burt's Bunch. Um, as I said before, Burt's Bunch beat the Little Giants seven games to two. Burt's Bunch had 54 games while the Little Giants had 42. That's a big difference in that one. Um, only getting 42 games in for the little giants. I don't, I don't know if he was busy this past week or two or, oh, and, uh, so yeah, sorry about that. My brother was calling. So let's get into the scoreboard here. Burt's bunch beat him in field goal percentage, four, eight, five, eight to four, eight, one, three. He got by, our little Giants won the free throw category eight two eight six to eight thousand. 
Uh, Burt's Bunch got him in three-pointers, 99 to 78. Uh, rebounds was also Burt's Bunch, 413 to 296. Assists went to the bunch, 279 to 210. Steals to the bunch, 62 to 46. And blocks to the bunch, 29 to 27. And then, of course, turnovers went to the Little Giants, 109 to 158. And points went to the bunch, 1145 to 786. So looking through the box score, Burt's Bunch... He had 13 guys playing this week. It looks like uh, Durant is still not back and sitting on his bench, but he was able to get 52 games from 13 guys. No no acquisitions for the week, so that's a, that's big news from the bunch. Um, 128 points from Brandon Ingram. I know New Orleans had a lot of games this week. So he, he had, what, one, two, three, four, five, six games from New Orleans. So 128 points from Brandon Ingram, 10 threes. 92% from the free throw line, 26 rebounds, 29 assists. Big week from Brandon Ingram. Uh, De'Aaron Fox had four games. He had 117 points in four games. 22 boards, 35 assists. Big week from De'Aaron Fox. Vucevic, Nikola Vucevic to the big center from Orlando. Had a huge week for the bunch. 146 points, 17 threes, 60 rebounds, 23 assists. That's a huge week from the All-Star from Orlando. Um, Colin Sexton had another big week, 105 points in four games. Zach Levine, he had five games this week, 123 points. 13 threes, 27 boards, 29 assists, 20 turnovers for Zach Levine. It's kind of the box score I would expect to see. A um, couple big rebounding guys again for the bunch. Uh, Ennis Cantor had 68 points and 68 rebounds. Um, he had, what, one, two, three, six games this week for Ennis Cantor. So uh, a big rebounding week from him. Clint Capella, the rebounding machine, had 50 boards and 43 points for the Hawks. And uh, Julius Randle had another solid week. He only had four games this week. 74 points, but 47 boards and 30 assists from the all-star Julius Randle. So a good week from there from the bunch. Meanwhile, uh, Little Giants, he played... He played a lot of guys. He had six acquisitions this week, trying to figure out a combination that worked. One, two, three. Fifteen different guys in his lineup during the week. Um, he was led by Malcolm Brogdon. He had five games this week at 113 points, 11 threes, 21 rebounds, and 23 assists. Uh, James Harden also had a big week for the Little Giants. 105 points, 44 rebounds, 47 assists for Harden along with 19 turnovers. Um, trying to think who else sticks out on this team. Sabonis has been kind of quiet, if you ask me a little bit lately. From a point standpoint, he only had 85 points, but he did have 51 boards and 41 assists, so pretty solid week in other categories for Sabonis. Carl Anthony Towns continues to kind of just be uh, 79 points, 40 boards, 16 assists from Carl Anthony Towns. I would expect more out of him, and then of course, I dropped Buddy Heald. He picks him up, and now he's got 80 points this week. 19 threes, 22 boards, and 21 assists for Buddy Heald. So good week from him, although not a great week for the Little Giants as he loses to the bunch. Seven games to two. On to the other score that was seven games to two. Uh, defensive lockdown Lukey versus Team No Defense. Lockdown Lukey got him in games for sure. 
57 games for lockdown, 44 games for team no defense, so that was a big difference there. Looking through the different categories on that one, uh, lockdown Lukey barely got him in field goal percentage, 52% to 5.18 for team no defense. Team No Defense did get him in field free throw percentage though, 8173 to 7465. Pretty good margin there. Uh, Lockdown Lukey got him in the next five categories. Three pointers, 85 to 70. Rebounds was close, 359 to 338 for Team No Defense. Assists was a blowout. Lockdown Lukey had 258 to 133 for Team No Defense. Steals was a blowout as well, 68 steals to 32 to, for Lefevre. Uh, blocks was 37 for Lukey. And 28 for Team No Defense. And then turnovers was Team No Defense got that one, 84 to 130 and turnovers. And then points was Lockdown Lukey in the landslide, 1148 to 902. Looking through the, the matchups and the acquisitions, looks like uh, Lockdown Lukey had three acquisitions for the week while Team No Defense had zero. Um, looking through the different players for Lockdown Lukey, Russell Westbrook. He's really turned it on. Um, 137 points in five games for the Wizards. Um, he's shooting 50% from the field now, although he's only shooting 46% from the free throw line. 19 of 41 from the free throw line for Russell, Russell Westbrook. That can't be normal for him. Um, but 12 threes, 35 rebounds, 56 assists. 13 steals, 21 turnovers, 137 points for for Russ. A big week from him. Uh, 94 points from Chris Bouchard, the center from Toronto, along with 26 rebounds and five blocks, nine threes from him. That's kind of surprising on that one. Um, ben Simmons seemed to be kind of quiet. I know he's been in and out of the lineup with COVID. Uh, Jason Tatum had 95 points, 10 threes, 28 boards, 19 assists for Tatum. John Collins uh, from Atlanta had 83 points and 42 rebounds. And then Giannis. Well, hold on a second. Let's go start with Rudy. Rudy Gobert had 72 points, 59 boards, but 16 blocks. That's huge from uh, Rudy Gobert. And then Giannis had another big week. He had only four games, 110 points, though, 40 rebounds, 32 assists for Giannis. So... That's who played well for, for lockdown this week. Looking at uh, Team No Defense, he's still dealing with a lot of injuries, so he's got a lot of guys on his bench that he can't play. He only played, looks like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 11 guys this week. Um, 159 points from Damian Lillard. 25 threes, 25 rebounds, 35 assists. Big week for Dame. Um, Jonas Vasilunas, the center for Memphis, has started to come on a little bit. He had 83 points and 73 rebounds for Memphis. Um, he's going to be a big contributor for him moving forward. 110 points for Shai Gilgis-Alexander in only five games, so he's he seems to be a scorer. Um, Tobias Harris had 83 points, 30 rebounds. Um, Kyrie had 82 points, only 17 boards and 14 assists, so I would expect those numbers to be a little bit higher, but that's what Kyrie had for the week. Um, Jared Allen had kind of a quiet week, 41 points and 44 rebounds, but only five blocks. You know, I think uh, Team No Defense expects a lot more from him. And DeAndre Aton, trying to figure out what that guy's all about. He had 53 points and 32 boards in four games, but 
I don't know. I was kind of expecting more from Aton in, in a little bit. So um, that's what we got for the T or the Lucky Lukey or defensive lockdown Lukey versus Team No Defense. Like I said, lockdown Lukey got him seven games to two in a pretty one-sided matchup as uh, Lefevre tries to get healthy again. So speaking of healthy, my team is hanging on by a thread. Um. Well, you know, my, my team is always the easiest to analyze, right? The Dazzle Man versus the Love Covenant. I was able to get by five games to four. Um, it really could have been worse for me, and it really could have been better for me at the same time, too, though. Um, I played the week about as poorly as you can play. I, I used 51 to 51 games, and, and Love Covenant used 48, so we were very close in the games category. We were very close in a lot of categories, um, I made a lot of mistakes earlier in the week. First of all, I, I, as I maybe said in the pod, the last podcast, I didn't realize until the end of the podcast that it was going to be a two-week stretch here with All-Star break for games. So I didn't realize that to start off with. And then I thought it was going to be the same 40-game max. I didn't realize it was going to be 51 games until about, I think it was Wednesday. It was either Wednesday or Thursday when I re- finally realized it was going to be 51 games, but by that time I had sat a lot of guys on Monday and Tuesday. I sat uh, Lonzo Ball and Terry Rozier, Miles Turner, um, so I lost about six or seven games with those first two games because I didn't realize there was 51 games. Um, so that was a big mistake on my part, but uh, I ended up coming back and, and getting the 5-4 to four win. Um, but I really wish I could have gotten those games back. And then, and then my team, just in general, I don't know what's going on with these guys. Um, you know, Luca didn't play, I think it was almost two weeks ago on Wednesday because he wanted to be ready for the All-Star break. I mean, who takes a, who takes a regular season game off to get ready for the All-Star break? But Luca did that a couple Wednesdays ago. Um, so very disappointed about that. Joel Embiid, he uh, didn't play a couple games because of COVID, and then he got back from COVID on Friday, and then he busted up his knee a little bit. So he's going to be out for a couple weeks. Uh, Marvin Bagley, who I just recently dropped now, uh, fractured his hand, so he's not going to be playing. John Wall is nowhere to be found. Um, he hasn't played since before All-Star break. So, And, and the tough part is, and I know I did it on myself, and everybody's going through it, um, you know, you can't really drop some of these guys. You can't drop an Embiid. I can't even drop a Terry Rozier when he gets hurt because I think he's too valuable. But, um, you know, these guys miss games here or there, and it's just tough. Maybe I shouldn't have been so hard on everybody for getting their max number of games in is what I'm trying to say. Um, I found out even just getting to the 51 this past week was difficult for me, even though I had plenty of guys with plenty of games. Um, between my mistakes early in the week and some of the guys just not playing after the All-Star break just killed me a little bit. So um, very lucky to come out with a 5-4 to four win. Looking through the categories, um, late on Sunday, I think it was on Sunday, I was able to pass up the Love Covenant in field goal percentage. I shot 4.85 to 4.75 for the Love Covenant. 
The Love Covenant had me in free throw percentage pretty much the whole two weeks there, 8.22 to 7.65. Um, I tried catching up in three-pointers. Those those early games that I had, a lot of threes that I had on my bench really killed me. So Love Covenant got me in three-pointers, 105 to 95. I was able to get the Love Covenant in rebounds, 318 to 237. I could never catch up to assists with him in either, uh, to the Love Covenant in assists. He beat me in assists, 277-231. Steals was another one I tried catching up with him on. Um, those mistakes early in the, the All-Star weekend killed me there. So I lost steals, 59-52. to Blocks, I beat him rather handily, 36-12. to um, For the first time since we started this thing, I, I, beat, I won in turnovers, 114-126 to for the Love Covenant. And I barely got by the Love Covenant in points. 1,117 to 934. So very close matchup between the two of us. Um, I was able to get the 5-4 win. Kind of mixed emotions about that. I feel like I should have won maybe a couple more categories, but I'll take the 5-4 win, and uh, we'll move on to the next week. So looking through the, the box scores of the players, um, how did the Love Covenant get 277 assists? That's what I want to know first of all. Chris Paul had 30. Trey Young had 39. Devin Booker had 27 assists. Wow. Kyle Lowry had 53. And Nikolai Jokic had 46. Okay, so that's how you get 277 assists with all those guys passing the ball around like they did. Jokic had a huge week, by the way. Um, he played five games, but he scored 150 points, 60 rebounds, 46 assists, 85% from the free throw line. Uh, Kyle Lowry also had a big week. He had five games. He had 91 points. 53 assists, 14 threes. Um, LeBron was kind of quiet. He only had three games, uh, only 56 points for LeBron. Devin Booker, now that he's in the Love Covenant lineup, has, continues to do well. He had 88 points with 17 rebounds and 27 assists. Trey Young had a really big week. He had five games this week. He had 129 points, 39 assists, 15 rebounds, 17 threes from Trey Young. Big week for Trey Young. Big week from Norman Powell, the the forward from Toronto. He had 139 points this week, 21 threes, 17 boards, 16 assists from Norman Powell. Quite the find there for the Love Covenant. I don't even know if the Love Covenant realizes he's in his lineup, but he is, and he's doing well. Looking at my squad, um, you know, Luca had another solid week for me, minus the the game he took off for. The all to get ready for the all-star that still baffles me that a guy would take a game off for the all-star break but luca did that so I'm, he's low on my list right now but he had 76 points 10 threes 27 boards 33 assists uh porzingis for uh the mavericks as well had a good week for me 89 points 43 boards 13 threes zion continues to do well for me he had 128 points 32 boards 17 assists Ja Morant was also picking it up for me. He had uh, five games this week. 129 points, 22 rebounds, 41 assists for Ja. Um, Donovan Mitchell had 106 points, 13 threes, 19 rebounds, 26 points for me for Donovan Mitchell. Bradley Beal continues to do well for me, 96 points, 18 rebounds, 14 assists for, for Bradley Beal. Joel Embiid had a good week until he got hurt. He had 87 points and 39 boards for me. 
And then Jimmy Butler started to pick it up a little bit too. Uh, 113 points, 21 rebounds, 37 assists, 15 steals for Jimmy Butler. So big week for Jimmy. Um, and then I'm excited about Keepers picked up uh, Buddy Heald for me, but I picked up Anthony Edwards from him. Um, his first game for me, he had 34 points, shot 50% from the floor, six threes, four rebounds, two assists, but I've, I'm hoping that Anthony Edwards can continue to do well for me. But uh, I'm a little worried about when D'Angelo Russell gets back eventually and when Malik Beasley gets back as well. So we'll see what happens to Anthony Edwards when those two guys get back. But uh, for now, I'll take whatever he can give me. So... Um, that's a look at my my team from the Dazzleman standpoint. Like I said, I was able to get by five games to four. Looking ahead to this week, um, I can tell you already that Keepers feels like he's on some kind of vendetta to, to get me. I don't know if it's for the schedule or if it's for just how, how much bad luck he's had lately. Um, he has already beaten me. I think it's six to two to one and it doesn't look like it's going to be as I hear as I pull up the scores let me pull up the scores yeah Brett's already beat me six to two to one and it's not looking good moving forward I, I'm going to get probably close to the max amount of games but I don't think I'm going to get there I think Brett's going to end up having more games than me this week which is going to be when you're down early and then you can't pass him in games, it's going to be a tough road ahead for me. Um, I don't know if John Wall's going to play this week. I know Joel Embiid isn't going to play this week. Um, so I'm going to need a lot of big games from a lot of my players, and I don't know if it's going to quite happen for me here against the Little Giants. Like I said, he's out for blood, I think. Um, you know, He's got a lot, of, a lot of guys going this week with Bam, Carl Anthony Towns, Christian Wood, R.J. Barrett. C.J. McCollum comes back for him. Well, he picked him up, I think, a week or two ago. Now he's going to be playing um, games for the Little Giants. You know, and then you still got Harden and Kawhi and Sabonis and Fred Van Vliet. So I think the Little Giants are going to beat me rather handily this week, and it's, he's probably long overdue for me and for him. Um, but I got him taking my Dazzleman squad down. I just don't think I'm going to be able to get the – the games and the points to catch up in a lot of these categories already. He's already doubled me in rebounds. He's already doubled me in almost an assist. He's already doubled me in steals. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be a long road ahead for the Dazzleman this week against the Little Giants. I'm um, looking at defensive lockdown Lukey versus Burt's Bunch, a matchup between first place teams. Um, this should be a good matchup right now. Lockdown Lukey has an early six to three lead. Um, both have six games in very close in all the categories though so this is going to be back and forth all week I imagine Lockdown Lukey is going to probably be uh, relying a lot again on Tatum Russell Westbrook, Rudy Gobert Giannis uh, Jamal Murray, he'll be looking at those guys while uh, Burt Bunch will be probably leaning heavily once again on Julius Randle, Zach Levine Brandon Ingram, Capella, Paul George. I forget he's Paul George is on his team too. I don't think he's been playing a lot. Uh, Vucevic will be doing a lot for Burt's Bunch. De'Aaron Fox, Steph Curry. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see if, if uh, Kevin Durant comes back anytime soon. So uh, the bunch has been winning a lot of games. He's got a good team and he's got a lot of injuries too. So, I mean, if he gets healthy, he's going to be really tough to beat. 
Um, I've, I've got, I know the, the score right now is 6-3 to three in this one, but I think the bunch will pass them up in a lot of these categories. They're so close, um, and I got the bunch winning in this matchup. On to the final matchup between the two third plate. Well, no. We'll just call it the bottom of the, the division for the um, West Division. We'll call it Love, you know, Love Covenant and Team No Defense. Um, depending on if the Love Covenant sets his lineup, you know, I think he's got the players because I think Team No Defense is still dealing with a lot of injuries. Um, but I've seen Pascal Siakam on his... Uh, the Love Covenant seems to be switching his lineup right now, so that's good. Um, Trey Young will have to have a big week for the Love Covenant. Lamella Ball. Jokic will have to continue playing well. LeBron will have to be playing better than he has been lately. Uh, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Kyle Lowry, Powell, Siakam, all those guys. Um, the bunch is looking for a big week from the Raptors, for sure. Team No Defense, meanwhile, as I said before, he's still got, I think Anthony Davis is still hurting. Uh, D'Angelo Russell still hurting. Um, so he's got some moves to make on his lineup. He needs big big weeks from Kyle, Kyler, Kyrie Irving, Jonas, Jonas Vasilunis, who I talked about a little bit earlier. Uh, Shai Gilgis-Alexander will have to continue playing well. And Damian Lillard will have to continue being hot for Team No Defense. I've got the Love Covenant winning this one. Um, not by a lot, but winning it. And passing up Team No Defense for second place in the West Division. So speaking of standings, uh, here's how the standings look as of today. Uh, we have Burt's Bunch in first place of the East Division at 35 and 19. My Dazzleman squad is three games back at 32 and 22, while the Little Giants are in third place, 11 games back at 24 and 30. Um, on the west side, defensive lockdown, Lukey's in first place at 31 and 23. Ten games ahead of the second place team. Team no defense at 21 and 33. And the Love Covenant bringing up the rear at 19 and 35. Um, if the playoffs were to start today, the Little Giants would be in the playoffs. They'd be that four seed playing the Burt's Bunch. And then it'd be I'd be the three seed. And then lockdown, Lukey would be the two seed. Looking through the different categories kind of from a power ranking standpoint um, team no defense he may not have a great team but he sure can shoot well from the floor he is at 5065 field goal percentage just ahead of lockdown Lukey who's at 5040 um, from a free throw percentage standpoint the little Giants lead there 8323 just over the love covenant at 8237 and then I'm in third place in that one at 8-1-2-2. Three-pointers made. Uh, Burt's Bunch continues to dominate in three-pointers made from a overall season standpoint at 628. I'm in second place at 497 with the Little Giants in third place at 476. Rebounds. Burt's Bunch also leads in rebounds by quite a bit. 1968. Um, defensive lockdown Lukies in second place at 1883 with the Little Giants in third at 1793. Assists, the Little Giants lead in that category, uh, 12.95. Um, that is awfully tight. That's an awfully tight category. So we got the Little Giants at 12.95. We've got Lockdown Lukey at 12.12, and he's in fifth place in that category. So everybody else is in between. Um, Love Covenant's at 12.94. Bunch is at 12.91. I'm at 12.74, so assists is really tight there. 
Steals is also pretty tight. Uh, the Little Giants lead in that category, 282. And Burt's Bunch is in fifth place at that one at 262. So a lot of people in between there in uh, Steals. Um, Tino Defense is in last place in both assists and steals. He's got, he's way behind in assists and way behind in steals. So he needs a little bit more guard play from uh, from his standpoint. From a block standpoint, uh, Lockdown Lukey passed me up in blocks this week, 199 to 197 for my squad. Turnovers. Uh, Team No Defense leads the league handily in turnovers. He only has 482. While my squad and Burt's Bunch sit at the bottom of this category, I've got 682, while Burt's Bunch has 683. But then we go to points. Looks like the bunch passed me up in points this week. He's got 6,020 points. I have 6,008 points. And then the next person on the list is Lockdown Lukey with 5,335 points. So there we have it from a power ranking standpoint, uh, in a standing standpoint, and now we get to... What I'm watching. All right. A lot to talk about here. I've been watching a lot over these last couple weeks. Um, I feel like kind of a loser now that I have my list of stuff here that I've been watching. I will put this with a disclaimer. I don't sit around and watch TV all day, but I do watch a lot of different things. Um, and I watch little snippets of things. I, I don't sit and watch a movie usually all in one sitting. I don't know if it's ADD or what it is, but um, I do watch a lot of things as I sit here and look at my list. Um, the snow day yesterday helped a little bit. Um, I'll start off with that. Austin and Davey and I watched a movie called News of the World with Tom Hanks. Um, it's about an old army captain, in the, Tom Hanks, in the 1870s down in, in Texas who would travel around and uh, read the news to people for a dime. He would go to, from town to town and, and read newspapers to people. and um, It was just about his travels, and actually he found a little abandoned girl um, from a Native American fight um, so it's kind of their story and them traveling around South Texas and the dangers of that and it ended up being a really good movie so highly recommend News of the World um, another movie I watched here in early March was called Boss Level um, I don't know if any Mel Gibson was in it uh, he was kind of he wasn't the main actor but he was a supporting actor in that Naomi Watts was in it she was also not the main actress she was kind of just in a supporting role. It's the bad guy from Captain America, one of the Captain America movies, and I can't remember his name, something Grillo. Um, the movie is on Hulu. Not a great movie by any means. Uh, about time travel, and it was kind of a Groundhog Day type deal, and not a great movie at all. So that took me a lot of days to watch and, and finally get through that. It's like a bad book, right? Um, but would not recommend that movie. So that movie was called Boss Level. Um, another movie we watched on Friday night with the girls was uh, Raya and the Last Dragon, um, a Disney movie. Ended up being a really good movie. Um, actually, Austin sat down and watched that one with us for a little bit on Friday night. Um, weren't expecting much from that movie, but that ended up being a really good one. Raya and the Last Dragon, 
especially for some of the younger kids, some of the girls. Um, they would get a kick out of that one. And then uh, we a Sunday night, um, we also watched a Netflix movie called Yes Day with Jennifer Garner. It was a, that was a Netflix movie. Uh, pretty good family movie there about a couple parents who had a yes day for their kids where they said yes to everything and everything that went bad with that and good with that. So um, I would recommend that one too. That was a good one. So Yes Day with Jennifer Garner and that one was on Netflix. Um, some of the TV I've been watching lately, still trying to get through Servant, which is that M. Night Shyamalan TV show on Apple TV+. Plus. Um, very creepy, but that's a pretty good show. Also still trying to get through Better Call Saul through my lunch hours. I'm on the final season of that or the final season that's available on that. Um, at night, we're still getting through Jericho, another Netflix show with the boys. Um, it was originally on CBS, as I said, in the early 2000s about... Uh, nuclear bombs that go off in around the country and then Jericho, Kansas is kind of a fallout zone and and uh, one of the last remaining colonies I guess that's still up and running so pretty good show there um, also still working through All-American with Davey um, we got through the last episode of WandaVision with the boys that was a good show if you haven't gotten a chance to watch that I would highly recommend WandaVision that's on Disney Plus and then uh also started watching a little bit The Americans, um, which was on FX a number of years ago with Kerry Russell and Matt, I think Matthew Reese was his name. It's uh, based in the 80s, and it's about a couple of Russian spies that are in America, live American lives, um, have an American family, and just all the espionage that goes with that. So I would highly recommend, if you haven't seen The Americans yet, um, I would highly recommend that one. This is, this will be my second time through The Americans, um, but it'll be Davey's first time through. So um, a really good show. That's on Amazon Prime if you're looking for it. Um, so The Americans, it's, it's an FX show, but it's on Amazon Prime. A couple shows that I'm looking forward to in here this upcoming week, I believe on Thursday, Zack Snyder's Justice League movie comes out. Um, I think that's coming out on HBO Max. So looking to get a copy of that. I heard it's really good. So Justice League and whoever Zack Snyder is, but it's Zack Snyder's version of Justice League, and I heard it's good. So uh, that's coming out on Thursday. And on Friday, uh, a new Disney show now that WandaVision's over, um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is coming out starting on Friday. So I'm really looking forward to that one, another Marvel TV show from Disney+. Plus. So that's what we've been watching. Um, like I said, been watching a lot of basketball too. You know, it's always like I said earlier. It's uh, it's a fun time of year. Been watching a lot of basketball with the boys. Um, watched some of the Summit League stuff last week with USD and STSU losing close games on Monday night. Um, watched some of the Big Ten tournament um, with Iowa beating Wisconsin on Friday and then losing to Illinois on Saturday. Um, yeah, watching a lot of tournament basketball. So looking forward to that this week. Looking forward to cheering on the Chargers on Thursday and, and this weekend. Um, looking forward to cheering on the Hawks. And hopefully it'd be nice. It was fun to see everybody a Thursday or two ago. It'd be fun to just maybe maybe just the boys this time, I don't know. But just to get out, maybe watch some basketball some night um, for a few minutes, a few hours. Have a drink or two and uh, drink a water, of course, or two. And then... Uh, watch some hoops so let's let's see if we can get that back on the plan but um 
Hope everybody has a good week ahead. And I will talk to you all next week. Make sure you listen to this whole last song. It's Foo Fighters. Um, Found this, this little nugget again on Jericho. So hope you enjoy it. We will catch you all later. See everybody. Shine.